So uh, now in our study of the vows, we're going to look at the basis, what's called the basis for the vows. Mm-hmm. This word basis usually means uh, a type of life, form of existence. And for keeping the Buddhist uh, vows and precepts, then mainly this is to do with humans. Although in the sutras we do find examples where non-human beings um, keep the uh, vows, the, in particular the lay vows. We find examples of animals, beings that belong to the class of animals that keep the lay vows. Um, but in general, and this particularly when it comes to renunciates, those who are monks and who are nuns, then uh, this is nearly always humans. In the traditional um, Uh, geography of the universe then there was Mount Meru and the four continents and of those four continents then the humans on three of them are suitable for taking uh, renunciates vows uh, but not on the fourth continent, the northern continent Mm -hmm. So that's all we're going to say about that point. We, it can be developed into all sorts of details, but just leave it there. So then what we'll look at uh, amongst us humans are first the lay precepts and vows. Mm-hmm. The one basis for all of the precepts is refuge. 
whether one's a lay practitioner, a novice, or so on, then all of those um, work from the basis of refuge, which is the fundamental uh, commitment or bond. This means refuge in the three jewels, the three most precious things. Mm-hmm. Gained the bar, Larry. 
ဒီနာနဂင်းတပါညတဲ့ဆက်ကဒီကရေဒီနာလိုတို့လာရဖို့ရှေးကဒီဒီမှာလိုတို့လာရဖို့မှာရှင်းတာ we um, take refuge in the three most precious things, which are the Buddha and the Dharma and the Sangha. And to give some examples of this, for this, then um, if we take first education, uh, a small child, uh, just as that small child is, using its own qualities it has when it's five, four or five years old, it can't achieve very much. And so it needs to go to school. It needs to learn. It needs to learn from a teacher. And it needs to go through all of the stages of learning the various topics in the curriculum of the school to learn about history, geography, all of those different things. And then also to be helped in that by the uh, older students and the teaching assistants and so on. And that way, as the years go by, then the child grows up and becomes a very well-endowed adult with lots and lots of knowledge that it didn't have at all in the first place and had no way to acquire all by itself in the first place. The only way was to go to the place where people had the knowledge and to acquire it. Or if we take another example, which is that of medicine, if uh, one is sick, then uh, there are many, many sicknesses we just don't have the means to cure by ourselves. We have to go to a hospital, see a doctor. doctor knows what he's doing or she's doing. Let's just assume this is the case. And then, uh, then if the doctor says, I'm afraid you need an operation, then you say, okay, I have an operation. And if the doctor says you need a blood transfusion, have a blood transfusion. If the doctor said... You need an injection, you need an injection, you take an injection. They say you need to take the pills, you take the pills. And so you follow the system, and then there's not just the doctor, the doctor's got nurses. And the nurses, they come and they say, are you taking your medicine? Are you taking it properly? And have you done this? And have you done that? And they look after you. And in the end, opium well, you get better. So if we take these examples, then uh, just as the child at the beginning can't do it by himself or herself, just as the person who's sick can't become cured all by themselves, then at the beginning, even though we long for liberation, we long for enlightened qualities, we just don't have what it takes to find them by ourselves. So we need to go to find someone who did that. And in this world, there is only, in our recent history, one person who so fully, perfectly and immaculately achieved liberation and all of those qualities, and that was the Buddha. So we turn to the Buddha, and then we apply the method which corresponds to all the topics on the curriculum at school or to the taking of the medicine in the hospital, whatever it is. So these are practicing the various practices of the Dhamma. And um, then in that process we have... uh, 
the Sangha, who are what are called our friends, companions on the path. They're like our older schoolmates or like the nurses in the hospital and they make sure that we're doing what we ought to do, doing it well. So, on the basis of refuge, then we take uh, precepts, and the precepts can be summed up as the eight, the eight precepts. There are many different sorts, but there are eight uh, main ones. And um, so, these are called, um, in, in Tibetan, they're called nyanye, and this means dwelling in virtue, dwelling within what is happy. So it's like staying virtuous, staying happy. That's the meaning of them. So. So the eight precepts have four root or four basic precepts, four, how can we say, most important precepts, and they are not to kill, not to steal, not to lie, and not to commit sexual misconduct. They are what is known as the branch of right conduct. So then the fifth one is not to take intoxicants and this is called the branch of care care, taking care uh, or being heedful is the branch of care and it's because taking intoxicants uh, diminishes our care and sense of responsibility and then that can lead to the other actions. Mm-hmm. 
So then the next uh, one, so now we're on number six, this is uh, not to um, not to wear adornments. So this means jewellery, uh, cosmetics, perfumes. Mm. Sorry for the confusion. We're looking at two different things. Um, anyway, so numbers start again. Five was intoxicants, right? Number six is um, dancing and so on. So that's dancing, singing, and music. That's number six. Uh, number seven is not to wear jewellery, cosmetics and perfumes, so it's uh, what's the word? Adornments. There must be something like that. You know. Dressing up. Uh, making it more elaborate than it ought to be. Um, and then the other one is, the third one is not to eat after noon or after the prescribed time. So that should make eight. So... Mm. The so these last three belong to the category which is known as um, discipline, or we can call it self-control. Um, so that means we've got three main categories. The four root ones belong to the category of right conduct. Uh, then the uh, not drinking alcohol belongs to the category of taking care, and the last three about singing and dancing, um, dressing up, and eating afternoon belong to the category of self-control or discipline. Mm-hmm. Those um, eight come directly from the teachings of the Buddha. In uh, Tibet, through the teachings of the great master Atisha, there were two more which were added to this. Uh, One is to be vegetarian, and 
then the other one is to drink water, to drink uh, only water after... So this is um, to do with, it's like in the Nyungay practice, it's when you, uh, it's restrictions on taking food after the appropriate time and only taking uh, water, only taking water to... Mm-hmm. So those last two are precepts taken for 24 hours. They're taken until the sun shines the following morning. Mm-hmm. ตาที่กาสะลงอ๋อชาดูตอเอ่อชาสินซิมิเกญยันเจยจิโตเฮียนยิกาสะลอชาดูกะดอมบาอ่าหนิโอเรตะนิเตซอมะดะบาเรชา
Sorry for the delay. I'm feeling quite stupid today. Uh, not functioning well up top. Um, yeah, it's simply that there's a difference between taking precepts for 24 hours and taking them for life. And you can say uh, that you have the, uh, what is it called, upasaka, or whatever word we use. Um, if you take those precepts for 24 hours, you've got those precepts for 24 hours, but you've not become, you've not become uh, a novice monk for 24 hours or a novice for 24 hours. That's what it means. It means you're simply observing that degree of pure conduct for 24 hours, and after the 24 hours, it's lost. It fades away. You've not become a monk for a day or a nun for a day. And that's different from taking those same precepts through a ceremony for life, in which case you have those precepts for life and you, can, you are what is called a, an authentic or a 
a fully characterized um, holder of the uh, of, of those vows. That's it. It's just this difference between the two. And ตีนี้เวนางาเกนุยนางาเกสกดอมบายูนางาเกนุตุนโรเรนางาเกนุเมมบาชอโรเรเกสเรเรนางาเกสจิกเกเนดอมบายูยวานางาเกเนเรโด
and uh, they, they studied the, you know, the Abhidharma, the Sutras, um, logic, all sorts of things. And the study of the Vinaya, which deals with the vows, actually comes towards the end of the curriculum. And he says, there have been cases in Tibet where people, monks, who probably been monks ever since they were tiny, they come to this studying of the Vinaya and they start to see really what observing the vows means. And he said they start crying because they realize that through all of their ordained life, they've not been doing what the Vinaya says they ought to do. And so they really, for some it's a catastrophe because they think, I thought I was being a monk. And in fact, I wasn't doing it how it ought to be done. So it is important to understand. So it's, um, uh, yeah, and what he was saying before about the, the monks who cried, they were the ones who actually joined the Shedra when they were quite old monks already. So they've been monks for many, many years all their life, and then towards the end of the Shedra they come to see the Vinaya, and it's a nasty blow to realize. So he said it's very important then if one takes lay precepts, if one takes novice precepts, whichever one it is, to understand exactly what the commitment means, to understand what it is that makes you lose it or to damage it, how that can be repaired, if it can be repaired, and so on. Uh, they said, of course, you're not uh, old monks in a Tibetan shedra, so <laughs> it's not exactly the same circumstance, but it's good to know what you're doing as far as these commitments are concerned. Saying, for instance, if somebody's taken uh, lay precepts and somebody who's uh, from outside, not, not a Buddhist, comes and says, You're a Buddhist? Yeah, yeah, I'm Buddhist. And uh, what are you? Uh, oh, I'm an Upasaka. You know, I'm observing lay precepts. And they say, Oh, yeah, what does that mean? What, what exactly do you do? Um, uh, well, uh, and then if you, can't, if you don't know yourself precisely what you're supposed to be doing and observing, he said, then that's a great uh, cause of shame. Or even if you know the rules, but then somebody says, well, actually, how do you keep that? How do you manage to keep that rule in these circumstances? Uh, and you don't know. Then this could be very awkward. It's, we need to understand.
These um, basic precepts for the lay practitioner that were developed uh, very briefly this morning um, then become the foundation for going on to the novice ordination, which we'll look at this afternoon. But uh, now we still have uh, some time left in the session for questions. Doesn't have to be questions about this particular topic, really. Rimache says, really can be questions about any aspect of um, Dharma. Yes, that was. Is that similar to your question? Um, well, it's related to the question. Yeah. Uh, it's related to more what it's related to. Then, the ชุลุเมปเนเนยายานั้นนําปะกิชุลุเปนายิชุกิชุลุเกยายลุทองยอเรอันคาเชเจปุเรอ่าตาตาตากะเรเกยอเรลานะเนเนญญาลอเจปะ
So, um, there are the vows for 24 hours and there are the vows for life. Mainly what we were looking at today were the vows for 24 hours that one observes. It's what lay people can take for 24 hours. Um, Then when it's for life, then there are seven different categories of taking that for life. So in five of those categories, then singing and dancing is allowed. And in two of the categories, it's not allowed. And in the actual talk and the teaching program, we didn't come to that yet. So maybe when we get to that, it's... it's uh, Allowed, but in in general, it's um, these are called uh, the vows for self liberation. So they give us a code of conduct, a set of discipline, which enables us to distinguish between the ways of the world and the ways of liberation. And we observe the conduct as a way of um, helping our mind to liberation. So uh, depending uh, depending on which of the seven Types. If if one has those eight precepts for life, then depending on which of the seven ways of taking those eight precepts for life one is following, then um, singing and dancing are either allowed or not allowed. Best I can do. Mm-hmm. So, to put it briefly, and one thing Rinpoche said before is that mainly we take these precepts um, for 24 hours when we're attending things like Nungne in a temple, when there's a gathering, when there's a particular occasion. So, uh, 
When it's like that, it's very straightforward, no singing, no dancing. For those 24 hours, you're focused on the practice, no singing, no dancing, no ornaments. That's one question. Uh-huh. Jewanya ne <laughs> <laughs> ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、ね、
Redina Migata, Nizuchi Tagadira, Migatatu Gigari, Tatunda, Tan Nikila, Tati and Dizzi. The Kimiri do it. Then no other than a Hana Didias and Dimari Lajita, Motra Lukachi, to a Yambachi. No, no, you do go to a Choro Marie. To a Yambachi, no, no, you do go no, you to a Marie. No, no, you don't know me. Look what I hear already. Sam, no, I have my hearing. Then I know I read it. Sam, read the man. Look, did you let him do? Sam, and there I walk in. No, no, you did. Sam, and there I may but don't look you will hear the Dilana. Me pass at the tone, manton, do tea, go home. Then he, but Sam, that you don't hold your daughter, and did this and Lana. Ta. ดิริงารงก็เสียอยู่ตะเกปะมันชอบกระตวาละเลนดวาเรอตวาสะบะจิดิเมคาซงกระตวาชอบเมเรคาซงตวาโนละซึนโทมันโตเกมันดิมิล
very mechanical sort of physical thing, then uh, for what happens with the mind, well, he said, this will vary according to each instruction. For instance, today we had the very first instructions of shamatha where it says, uh, don't follow the past, don't anticipate the future. Then in the present moment, uh, rest, have the mind naturally settles on whatever occurs uh, without contrivance. So then, as far as once your body is in the posture and your gaze is settled and everything else, then today's questions about, for instance, peripheral awareness will be connected with today's meditation instruction. So it's when the mind is uh, settling in the present moment uh, without contrivance, then if there is peripheral awareness, blah, 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 that sort of question comes up in relation to each one. There isn't a general answer. So if it was in relation to today's instruction, then uh, if, just from the way the gaze is parked, if it happens that what's arising naturally in the mind at that moment is something visual because of the gaze and it's a colour red, you wouldn't be thinking about the colour red, following it up, trying to change it into a colour white, uh, you wouldn't be engineering your mind at all. Whatever came up would be that very instant's focus of meditation. And then what comes up the next instant would be. So then the mind's questions go with each practice. ตาริงีกะริไลงีเสดิเตลาละมาลาเทปะยะปุจิโยงนะอะซอดีลาเจตะลานีอิจิยะปุจิโยงนะเรลาเรงีเตอิจิยะปุจิโยงนะเพนท
Lami Lumata Coron, don't I watch it, Jalochi, and I watch it, any topic in a pang of a tabo. Didn't it any over it? Do you honor, Maros Sundi Haja Tabaton? Then he, Sundi Sambasianizi la super, being Hindishim Bore, into Katuna, the topic in Pandor, and Maros or La Royo Marit, Koala. Kun Nomagata, Takareo Lana Tata. Sun I forgot a bit of the earlier translation. And so um, that's the, the blessing is the benefit. And how much that benefit uh, is attained depends on how well the person practices. And uh, it's entirely dependent, in fact, on the, um, we can say, that the practice, and in another way, the receptivity of the student. And then this is the point that Rinpoche is developing in what he just said. Um, it's the qualities and the accomplishment. Everything that we're seeking is there in the Buddhas. It's there in the great Bodhisattvas. It's there in the truly qualified Guru. It's already there. But for us to benefit from what's there, then we need to practice. Without the practice, it can't come in. There have been endless Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. Um, if they could just bless, it would have happened a long time ago. We'd have been blessed out of everything into pure existence. And uh, it doesn't happen like that. It entirely depends not on what the Buddhas, Bodhisattvas and the Gurus can do, but on our receptivity to that through practice. The Buddha gave us the teachings so that we would put them into practice so that that would change our being and then through changing our being we acquire the same qualities that the Buddha has, that our Guru has already. It's through the practice that we accede to, that we come to what they have. And so the bottom line of that is how much less suffering there is, how much more true happiness there is in our being that is the blessing. They have it. They show us how to achieve it. Our quality of practice helps us to achieve it, and that's the real meaning of the uh, blessing. Mm-hmm. 
Muni so then this takes us back to the to the first point, which is uh, or to, to the point of faith. This development of deep faith is what uh, leads to total trust and confidence, and then the trust and the confidence is what uh, enables the practice. So Rinpoche uh, is given an example of if you've got uh, two people, one's a crazy person then uh, one's totally crazy, another one is uh, a very, how can you say, good and wise person, then uh, whatever the, um, whatever you say to the crazy person, doesn't matter if it's, uh, if it's true, if it's false, whatever it is, it gets distorted, because that's the very definition of what a really, truly crazy person um, is. Whereas, <coughs> if there's someone who is um, the opposite of that, very sort of noble, intelligent, good person, then uh, uh, you, take, you take care in what you say and what you do. So in this way, in our relationship with the practice, which is embodied in the teacher, then if there is this total trust and respect and devotion, then uh, you'll put your everything into the practice and then you'll get the results out of the practice. If there's a mixed view, if there's lots of doubts, and there's uncertainty, uh, black and white view, then that's going to very much colour the way in which one actually does the practice. Uh-huh. This isn't his opinion. This is what the Buddha says. The Buddha says, I give you the means for liberation, but whether you get liberated or not depends on you. How you depends on how you apply it. ได้ซึ่งโอเคอือโอ้ตะนี้ตางายตาดิมะมะกะชุรกะซะเลตะวันตะวะจินานดาอะกิลาซุอือมีมีกิลาซุอ๋อกะเรลาซุลานานะเอ
Ramachay has been thinking about this uh, topic that we entered into and then uh, abandoned earlier on about different faiths. And uh, he said, of course, there are things we can do from faith to faith to help each other uh, in, in many ways. Um, but uh, and that's really true. And there are many values and many ideas that we share. But he says, in his, his own view, his own experience, is that he's never found anything, what can we say, precious in another faith that we don't have in Buddhism. So the, the, good, the good things we find in other faiths we have in Buddhism. There's, it's not that you find something that we haven't got. But then what we have got, one thing in particular, which is the teachings on the deep wisdom developed through insight meditation that leads to a recognition of the 
ultimate void nature of all things, the highest truth, he says he doesn't think that exists in any other faith as far as he knows, as far as he's discovered. And uh, that is um, it's the highest purpose, it's the, it's the highest thing. And so that's something that we can uh, treasure and know that although many, and, and then also, uh, said many other faiths, they have the sort of things we do on an everyday basis. They have uh, visualizations, they have deities, they have uh, concentration meditation. They do many of the things that we do. Many, many, there are many, many parallels. But of all the things that we do, most of them are leading up to this uh, recognition of no self, recognition of no self of phenomena, which we call voidness, and that voidness which, on the basis of profound vipassana technique, leads to ultimate realization of the timeless true nature. That method and that view is not found in the others. ピナの Nombi Rotated Pay
Um, for many decades, Rinpoche has been in these, uh, over a few decades, in these monastic colleges, and he says uh, it's a very big topic of study is all of the different faiths. Uh, they don't just study the Buddhist view. And he said, of course, these, these don't have the names of the faiths. They don't study Christianity in there or the other faiths with those names. But what they do do is they study all of the possibilities of the mind for how it can believe in this or that, the existence of this, the non-existence of that, all of the various possibilities of combination of this idea with this basis and so on and so forth. Uh, it exhausts all of the possibilities of religion. And he said they spend a long time, uh, he was doing the gesture you know, of debate and argument about this, and you know, if somebody puts forward this idea, then what's right with it, what's wrong with it, what's, uh, and so on and so forth. So he says, although it's not a study of the world's faiths in their outer forms, it's a study of the human mind and all of the various forms of faith and belief that it can adopt. And it's from that point of view that they understand the, um, the finesse and the purity of the Buddhist view. And he's saying that uh, also His Holiness Dalai Lama for many, many years now has been organizing these meetings between scientists, between leaders of faiths and uh, Buddhism. There's a lot of dialogue that uh, goes on. And he said the conclusion from that is that <coughs> uh, His Holiness never has problem in dialoguing or answering because of this long-term training, first of all, in understanding the various ways the human mind can think and form itself into belief, and secondly, through all of his years of experience. So whatever the scientists come up with, or the people of other faiths come up with, he's comfortable in understanding it and dialoguing with them because, uh, because of that, that, that type of training. And he says on that basis he can value what we have เป็นอ่ะเกียรติรันดีๆแล้วงามมติปัญเสียงามปัญโนบัสเสียทีนี้ชั่วโนบัสเสียงามตีนี้ชั่วโนบัสเสียงามตีนี้ชั่วโนบ
Oh, 